Happy Halloween. It's an absurd holiday. Oh yes, putting on costumes and striking fear. Quite absurd. Welcome to the Batman Book Club, a podcast exploring the Dark Knight Library. I am your host, Ryan Lauer. The Batman Book Club is a proud member of the Batman Podcast Network, hosted by Batman on Film. Just go to batmanonfilm.com and click on the link to the Bat Pod Network for a whole list of other Bat-related shows that also love to dive into some other nerdy subjects we all love to frolic about in our free time. The Batman Book Club is also a member of Patreon. If you like what's going on with the show and would like to help support it to help keep the lights on in the Wayne Manor study, you can do that at patreon.com slash the Batman BC. Now, thank you for listening to episode number 80 by Darkness Possessed, another chapter in this month's spooky season of Batman stories. Uh, joining me, he is no stranger to me. Uh, he's no stranger to you if you are a frequent listener. Uh, he is... The, the head honcho of the Batman on Film podcast. He also loves the Midwest, and I would swear he almost loves that Kirky Cousins more than Bruce Wayne himself. It is Mr. <laughs> Garrett Grev. Garrett, welcome back to the Batman Book Club. You know, God bless me. Uh, I do. I do <laughs> so. I do so much love Mr. Kirk Cousins. You know, he's like... It, one day, years from now, I could see him like on the Mount Rushmore, another Midwest reference <laughs> uh, of like favorite personas of mine mm-hmm. um, it, to get up there with Batman, though. He's got to bring home a Super Bowl at some point. So, Oof. you know, maybe, maybe this is the year. Ooh, I don't know. It's not quite <laughs> off to that start, but uh, anything can happen. Uh, but Ryan, thank you ever, for having me back. It's a it's a joy, as always, to be I, here. So, yeah, you're back. I'm back. It's been a while. It's it been has. a while. Uh, I don't remember what the last book was that you were on for. I'm guessing it was Earth One Volume Three. <gasps> or did we oh, do something Kingdom after? Come. Kingdom Come. Kingdom Come. No, it was it was Earth One Volume Three. That was yeah. it. Yeah. Because that was the summer. That was the last one. It's been a couple oh months. Oh, my gosh. It's been too it's long. It's been a while. Holy moly. You know, I Holy used mind. to I used to think that Peter and I were actually in a competition, but he's just blown me out of the water. Yes, uh, you guys. I don't know uh, how you have time to read so many Gotham. This is not even Bat titles. I listened to the last recap. I'm like, there's stuff I don't even think Batman was in this issue. <laughs> and you guys are talking about like, oh, man, I do thoroughly enjoy them. But that's I feel like oh, it's good. a cheat. Like they shouldn't quite count into the real competition, but you know, whatever that's up to you. You're well, the, li- have, you're the I librarian. I have a few thoughts though. One, you will catch up to Pete soon. If he keeps going on with this bullshit Hawk book club, uh, show oh. that he and I are going to do. <laughs> I and think people second, think it's real, by the way, <laughs> I think they do too. And Pete's not helping that. 
Uh, <laughs> he's not curbing public public opinion. But secondly, for this DC, somebody from DC had to hear as soon as we started this monthly wrap up because they then decided to announce 15 more Batman series to go into which Pete and I too are like, damn, dude, like so many. What have we gotten ourselves into? But by golly, we are committed. We're going to see this through until we're both just sick and tired of it or what. But it's all it's a lot. Not going to lie. It's a lot. But I'm glad that you listen to it and that you enjoy it because it's it's nice to hear that anybody enjoys um, the episodes, let alone those wrap up ones that that's the the hardest homework for sure. <laughs> it's a, yeah, it's a, that's a lot of homework. It's not read an issue. Talk about an issue. <laughs> it's read, read these yeah. 20 issues and yeah. take notes. Oof. Uh, which speaking of that's, that's what we did for this. So I want to thank you, Garrett for, again, mm-hmm. I, I love this spooky month because this year it, I mean, it, it has been, it's been like single issue stuff. Last episode was the fears, the legends of the dark Knight Halloween special, but that's Loeb and sale. Give me that sucker every day and twice on Sundays and I'll, and I will read it. It's a breeze of a story, but you too picked I mean, it's a it's a bit of a somewhat oversized single issue, but uh, you too kept the the homework minimal. So I really appreciate that. You're here. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I think here's the deal. There are a lot of opportunities to read, you know, your 10 issue, 12 issue, even 16 issue runs or like, you know, the prestige format books that get put together uh, like Kingdom Come. But sometimes it's just really fun to focus in on a singular issue and say, let's take Mm -hmm. a look at this bad boy. And the issue we're talking about tonight is part of a longer, you know, it's a multi-issue crossover series, but we're looking at, you know, one issue from it. Why? Because it's got some kind of spooky stuff going on in it. And it makes sense for this uh, glorious, uh, I call it the season of the nightmare before Christmas, because I like to go all the way from October and celebrate all the way to 12 days after Christmas and just bam, get all the good stuff in one part of the calendar year. But particularly for Halloween, man, it's got Mm -hmm. monsters. It's got, you know, demons. It's got all sorts of like evil magic. And there's some uh, like spooky satanic type. Well, it's more religious ish stuff going on. And uh, I said, yeah, let's do this one, Ryan. Why not? Yeah. So let's just let's hit up. It is Batman Annual number 16 by Darkness Possessed. Now, Garrett, this was quite a conundrum that I asked you about before we started recording of what should we even name this? Because it's Batman, the 1992 annual number 16 called Eclipso, the darkness within. But you open it up and it says by darkness possessed. So there's a lot there yeah, to a lot deconstruct of words. in which I'm really glad that you're here because you know how to deconstruct something well. But the script was written by Alan Grant and John Wagner. The artist was Vince Giorano. I will say I haven't heard of this guy. Shame. Oh, on yeah. It was released in 1992. It's as far as I know, and I'm I'm always excited now when somebody chooses a book that I have never read before. I, I get thoroughly excited. I'm very excited. Uh, but this was quite the humdinger, as the Midwesterners would say. Quite sure. the humdinger Real to humdinger. track down. Not available digitally. No. Not uh-uh. available in any kind of traded collection. That means you got to go to them back issue bins. And I'm going to tell you, because you you 
sought this out. The next day was the was a Tuesday. When we chose this, you chose it on a Monday. And I'm like, I'm going to the comic shop tomorrow anyway to get the some bat books. I'm going to check the back issue mm-hmm. bins. What do I do? I find their annual section, and there is one copy in pristine condition. Boom. Batman annual number 16 uh, for $4, and I got it. So Can't thank you, Garrett Grev. Well, you're, wel- you're welcome. You're welcome. Right? And I hope, <laughs> I hope maybe this uh, piqued your interest uh, because I, I know you've read Batman books from this time frame. Um, but the crossover, one of the reasons why there are so many words and sort of like choose which title you want to go with uh, when it comes to this particular issue is because Batman Annual number 16 took place in a larger crossover. You know how the comic book publishing oh, yeah. companies like to do that. Familiar. Here's a story. You got to buy all these issues from all these Titles you probably don't read. This cough, was nine. Fear state cough. Oh, carry on. State. Don't get me started. <laughs> um, or like, uh, what was the what was the one that really annoyed me? Uh, Convergence. Uh, well, yeah. <laughs> Convergence. Um, I have heard very uh, negative things about Convergence, but yeah. yeah. Well, yeah. anyway, this one is Eclipso, the Darkness Within, um, okay. and it. You know, it, it kind of ran through is 1992. So it doesn't give you like the full on crossover 90s. It was a little bit too earlier to have like lenticular covers and, you know, holograms and everything else. Uh, but it was a series from 1992. Um, it was co-plotted by Robert Lauren Fleming and Keith Giffen. And um, it's kind of one of those crossovers that has gotten a little bit forgotten. So it was before the death of Superman. Uh, it was before uh, Nightfall and everything that came from it. And then you see it, you have like the later 90s kind of big stories. We've talked about a bunch of them here, you know, mm-hmm. um, in the bat world, you, no man's land and, you know, kind of bigger Superman things. And, um, uh, you know, with, kingdom come and other stuff that really kind of landed this, this early 90s stuff kind of gets forgotten and it's, you know, I think there's a reason it doesn't necessarily go toe to toe with some of those, but it's super fun. In my opinion, Uh I think there's some super fun stuff that only this type of story can show you. And it felt, uh, Halloweeny enough, Halloweeny (laughs) for the, for the two of us to spend some time. So that, that seems like the the answer for my third question. Oh, so ahead. you started at, at the end. So let's go to the uh, second question. When was the first time that you read this? The first time I read this was in December. <laughs> oh, of hang on. December 1992. Wow. I'm trying to Little remember Garrett if, Grev reading some Batman comics. Good for you. Yeah. So this was night. So this was actually considered um, a January issue, but it was on the newsstands in December. Uh, and I got this sucker. This is my original copy that I'm holding listeners. Uh, this was what I found in my stocking uh, from Santa Claus in the Grev family. If you were good leading up to Christmas, you got smaller gifts uh, put in your stocking. And I got this very uh, issue shoved in my stocking one morning and it has a terrifying face of Joker. I can't believe my mom actually purchased it. I mean, Santa actually brought it to my house. 
uh, because it looks like, you know, Jack Nicholson from The Shining, um, yes. you know, prying open the doors with his, you know, bright red eyes and almost Tim Sale-ish uh, teeth, you know, just really pretty startling cover image. Um, but it was one of the first comic books that I ever owned on my own and got. I think I, I was into Batman. This was a quick purchase. I wasn't really a true comic book collector yet. That didn't happen until um, the death of Superman. Uh, but this was one that I got early. And I, I, there's so much in it that I was confused by because I was not reading, <laughs> you know, the 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 multi-issue yeah. crossover Eclipse of the Darkness Within story. But I did love the art. And that's, you know, at, at you know, being a young boy, that's probably what I spent the most time just like, oh, my gosh, this looks so cool. So the the cover is killer in which we've seen that. If it's not Sam Keith, uh, please let me know who it is, because that's it, it, it that, is Sam me, Keith. That's Sam Keith. OK, flat out is Sam Keith. That's a great cover of his. Uh, it definitely makes me think of the is it the return of the Joker video game that was on the NES system yes. in the early 90s. It makes me think of that instantly. I love also, though. The back of the issue. <laughs> so great. So the, the back. Oh, of my the God. Issue, the handheld for any any uh, 80s babies, 90s kids. Yeah, we all remember Tiger very, Electronics, Tiger Electronics, <laughs> the little handheld video games. It took most yep. of the time two double A batteries on the back. And these were the most killed your batteries. Yeah, See, man, killed it, your that, batteries. It just I had I had the, I had this Batman Returns. I had that's advertised. So you get DeVito Penguin. So, you know, uh, you know, Peter it w- would just absolutely oh, yeah. dig this. Shout out, Peter. But it's like where you would move the the direction pad and it would just be like the same stagnant picture would move to the right or the left or up or down. And then very, yep. you know, a button that would shoot little things like to say this was like elementary level graphics is probably giving it too much credit, too much credit. So I, I love that, that the image that they use is such a close up of DeVito's penguin and, and they use, you know, they threw that line in the movie. You don't really think you'll win. Do you? Cause they're like, boom, this is our promotion. Our marketing is done. Yep. Slam done. that on everything. But I mean the, and at the bottom, if you haven't pieced it together, big picture of DeVito that quotes at the top. And then it says, there's a picture of the handheld game at the bottom right. And it says, Batman's fate is in your hands. Batman returns. The movie is now Tiger's hottest handheld game. It's you and Batman versus the Penguin, Catwoman, and a whole army of evil enemies. With five skill levels, it's the Caped Crusader's greatest challenge. And yours. And yours. <laughs> I don't think I ever beat a Tiger electronic game. I your really don't. Because could last that long. Exactly. And then, I mean, eventually my parents are like, dude, we cannot keep buying batteries because <laughs> yes. they're expensive. We've got milk. OK, we've got yeah. eggs we got to get. Right. I'm not buying your batteries for, for the your car tiger. Right. Oh, God. Good times. Good times. Uh, but yeah, so that's fun. That's on the back. <laughs> Absolutely. I, I think. I think if you piece it together, uh, usually the first question is always, which version did you read? It's pretty obvious. We read the physical copies of the, the issue. The floppy. Can... Yeah, that can right you hear there. It? Oh, yeah. Garrett, let me tell you, Justin Kowalski would be proud because not only was this in great shape when I picked it up, I pulled it out of the, you know, the, the bag. There's no board. 
So that even that impressed no. me even more. It was just a bag, and it's still in perfect condition. But man, I opened it, and oh, the smell of a, a nineties comic odor. Yeah, a, a, a pleasant so aroma good. is probably a better way. Pleasant to, aroma to say it than yeah, right. distinct this, odor. I was so friggin' happy with my four dollars. Uh, cats oh, yeah. out of the bag, literally, because my cat he is outside the door meowing. Uh, I haven't seen him yet. So. Oh, here, this is for you, Ryan Haas. I'm just going to name drop every one of the Bat Boys, but. <laughs> oh, there he is. You heard him, right? Okay. I did. He's investigating. Yep, there we go. <laughs> okay. Here. So, but um, I enjoyed this for a number of reasons. Uh, the story itself was bonkers. Totally bonkers. But also fun. Yeah. The the art definitely takes me back to early 90s in a Bray Fogel Aparo way. I think it, it looks like that. I think it was great. I think it's it's definitely just looks like a good, mostly good, like mimic of it. Uh, respectable attempt. And then the, just like the quality of the the physical issue that I have, too. It just really made it somewhat nostalgic for me. Oh, it's 100 percent nostalgic. Period, you, yeah, know? You, you get, you know, that's the other thing when you go back and read um, older comic books in the physical copy, because you get the ads and mm-hmm. like stopping to see like these, you know, um, sort of like mail away pages that aren't in comics anymore from some random company called Print Advertising Representatives, Inc. in Lynbrook, New York. And they literally want yeah. you to like clip little like pieces of paper to mail in, you know, with like four bucks or like a Sega Genesis uh, boxing game ad. Like that's just, that adds so much. It takes you back in a way that is pretty, you know, pretty uh, remarkable. I think just for me too, like 90s guy Gardner, guy Gardner got a a full page (laughs) ad with his orange bull cut and the whole deal. But the, you know, they, they used to do this thing. DC was a big fan. Bloodlines came later in the 90s. Um, but they loved to do these crossover storylines in annuals because it felt mm. like, I don't know. I always kind of wonder, like, if no one's really buying the annual, no one's making you print an annual. <laughs> like, yeah. I guess it's just yeah. so, my, so like, maybe just don't do it. <laughs> but I guess it's just like, hey, we've been printing annuals for decades. We got to have an annual. Uh, but this storyline ran through a lot of the major DC book annuals. Um, and that's kind of a 90s thing that you don't really see so much anymore. Mm-hmm. Either either but, your annuals tie in um, a little bit more loosely to whatever storylines going on, you know, in the title itself. Or it's like kind of a uh, anthology type thing with, you know, four different stories. Maybe they're in continuity. Maybe they're out of continuity. Now, you're more well versed. In the Eclipso, the darkness within crossover than I. Uh, yeah, I think that's fair to say because I have no knowledge on it. I don't remember well, sure. it at all. You, so, in a in a nutshell, do you know what the what the point of that story was? Yeah. So, uh, just a little bit of background. Um, Eclipso, you know, had been a character for a very long time and was sort of this uh, B-list villain. And Eclipso actually calls that out in sort of this like very meta moment in one of the books um, uh, where, where he was sort of the dark side personality of a character called, see if you can figure this one out, Haas, Bruce Gordon. 
I don't know. Very creative okay. name making. Name uh, is mentioned in this comic, and I even yeah. thought, wait, what? Who? <laughs> yeah, so Bruce Gordon huh? is a character. The character is named after Bruce Wayne and Jim Gordon, uh, but mm. he, he's been around for quite some time. It was Bruce like and Jim had a baby. Yeah, it was like an inside <laughs> joke. Uh, yeah, now it might raise more eyebrows. Back then, it was just like, oh, okay, all right, I get it. Uh, but it was sort of like. Um, you know, sort of Jekyll and Hyde where Bruce Gordon was a, a nice guy. But when there was an eclipse, Eclipso would come out and he was like this madman who was sort of like super powered villain, had some kind of crazy scheme. Uh, but in the 90s, DC retconned the Eclipso to sort of be this big, much bigger character where he was actually, you know, not just you know, the 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 sort of dark side that Bruce Gordon tried to keep repressed, but was this spirit of vengeance and was a demon and actually had um, essentially the job of the specter uh, before mm. God fired him and um, imprisoned him in uh, on the moon. Uh, but his spirit was broken into uh, like a thousand shards of this black diamond that were scattered gotcha. all over the DC earth. And that was Eclipso's master plan for how to, all of a sudden he said, I want to break free of being this, you know, sort of B grade villain and really cause some havoc. And I'll do that by, you know, having this, this like shards of this black diamond scatter all over the earth. And I can um, take over the bodies and minds of heroes and villains alike and like put my power out there and my spirit of vengeance to sort of like take over the world, of course. But that was essentially the story of Eclipso, his his plan or Eclipso, the, the darkness within his plan of how to like rise the ranks to being a major villain um, that could really do some serious damage. And then, of course, how the good guys fight back. Whoa. Now. Yeah. Knowing none of that. Oh, well, one more thing. This, one more thing, sir. Sure. Super important to, to mention. So in this, um, when you hold one of those black diamonds, if you have like anger in your heart and you're thinking um, about who has maybe done you wrong or what is Eric this Holzman. thing? Yes. Yeah. Eric Holzman. You're thinking about, about, uh, about, you know, Aquaman taking <laughs> all the swimming records in the whole world yeah. just for himself. You know, being a jerk about never letting Michael Phelps ever get any records anymore. And Michael Phelps has the diamond, right? And he's like, ooh, that Holzman. Uh, all <laughs> of a sudden, a big giant, like dragon, demonic type creature would go and fly to New York and like take out Eric Holzman. And Michael Phelps would be like, oh, dang, that's the end of Eric the Aquaman Holzman. Uh, either I feel good about it or I don't, but that's that's happened. Oh, shoot. Um, so that's kind of thing. It wasn't always a big demonic demon that would show up in, in exact vengeance. Sometimes people would be in, uh, in in like given those powers and they would go on this sort of like out of control hunt for vengeance mm -hmm. and to get revenge. Um, but that's that's essentially how Eclipso was going to do his damage by unleashing his forces of vengeance through the angry hearts of people that held these black diamonds. All right. So that's a lot. It's a lot. But does it sound spooky? No. Okay, well, shoot. But the images make it to where it fits <laughs> okay, perfectly good. here. Okay. All right, great. The so the script, Alan Grant and John Wagner, we all know Alan Grant can hold his own. Sure. The guy's done wonders on the Batman 
mythos, uh, which maybe maybe John Wagner is the the glue for all of these crossover issues. Maybe maybe he's part. I don't know. I'm just just kind of guessing. And Alan Grant got dealt one of those. Hey, you have to write Batman annual. You got to play Damn. ball here, man. But this is a good standalone issue, too. I don't know anything that you just said, but I fully understood from beginning to end what happened in this. The the pure extent of the history of this black smoke. And there is a part that's alluded to of Gordon. Um, let's see. What's the parts? The dude in the bar. Uh, oh, it was positively. Super- All Commissioner Gordon did was hold this black diamond. And next thing he had smoke pouring out of every orifice. OK, that and that's his C detective annual number five. A little editor's but it's like, note. Yeah. By the, you know, the end of the issue, it's just kind of like to me. Oh, Gordon must have gotten his hands on this, too. You right. know, it's it's not like this open chapter. Like, I'm not fulfilled by the end of this issue. They they did a good job, I think, of giving you the elements that you need to know. So this is like a good this is what some other writers for DC doing crossovers like take note of how you can do a self-contained that, hey, if this is interesting totally. you enough, sure, track down the other issues. See if the whole story does something for you. Well, but for this is- one... It, which is exactly what I did, you know, years later when I started really mm-hmm. collecting comics. I'm like, oh, I've got this Batman 16 that says Eclipse of the Darkness Within. And I, you know, go to we didn't have a comic book shop. It was like over an hour and a half away. But when we went there and I'm like thumbing through, you know, the long boxes. I'm like, oh, hey, this logo. It's like that Batman book I have. You know, I let's get this and started you know building out and reading it. And you're right, Ryan. Um, one of the greatest things about this issue is it, it it is a part of the larger story, but it's not beholden to it. You can read this and enjoy it as a singular issue. You don't necessarily need to know what's going on in the larger crossover to enjoy it and appreciate it. And I think way too often writers, um, it's it instead of like taking place in the world of the crossover, it becomes a serialized installment in the crossover. Which just isn't as much fun because I don't want to go have to trace down, you know, whatever random team book that I've never bought before and try and read that. And it doesn't quite fit together just right anyway. So I think this approach is it's it's my preferred way to go. Yeah, because let's see, three fourths, maybe even a little bit more of that. This plays out like a normal Batman story. Batman's tracking down goons, interrogates them because the Joker has broken, has gone free, gotten loose again. And he's trying to track down where the Joker is. The Joker hears about some element that can give him, you know, power. And so he wants to know how he can get it. He gets his hands on it. Batman tracks down the Joker. And then the two fight it out. The old Dukaroos. In the meantime, we've heard about what this Black Diamond can do. And we're given a nice nice scene where it's like, okay, we, we get to see it now play out. Because we do see a dragon demon thing. We see the the black smoke and we see what it does to these guys. And Batman gets to witness it. So it's the the story is constantly progressing. You know, it's we're getting all this information. We're getting I love how it starts off of this is a Batman's chasing goons, you know, and he does a great interrogation of. You know, the the like his, his bat rope wrapped around somebody and drops them down right in front of a truck. 
pulls him up at the last second. Like, oh, that's freaking Batman. That's awesome. Yeah, that's 90s Batman, like hardcore, badass Batman, you know? It's great, too. And this this really is it does feel like that early 90s, you know, just just on just on the heels of Nightfall Batman. And um, it's got, you know, I think from the way Batman interrogates goons, um, you know, very much, you know, the 90s, early 90s, sort of like Batman comics really shifted into a little bit darker uh, Mm -hmm. take and presentation of the character, of course, you know, following up on the Burton movies. Um, but you see it, this Batman's a little bit rougher, right? He's, he's, he's really willing to, to work some people over and, and put some fear in them. Uh, but the imagery for me is just fantastic. Uh, mm-hmm. you, know, you get Batman, I said, you know, kind of doing the, I'm going to rough you up and intimidate you. Um, but you also get the detective work with Batman's looking for, you know, what's the substance underneath these fingernails and, um, there's a little bit of everything. And then of course it's, it's more fantastical, uh, more monstrous, but before you get there, you get like some really rad Joker stuff in this book too. Mm -hmm. I think just, just from, just from the way he's portrayed and some of the imagery, like you get, joker sitting on top of a massive mountain of cash and in this in this book it's like a whole <laughs> throne made out of stacks of cash yeah like count me in man i'm, I'm an yeah. easy sell for that stuff it's gonna get me every time he's in the wax museum but also a torture chamber of course because uh, which, which wax the- muse- yeah which what what kind of max me wax museum wouldn't have one <laughs> yeah and the way that like, he does i forget what it's even called uh but basically like a machine that's pulling you from both ends. Yeah. The stretcher. I don't. Yeah. Yeah. In which they capitalize on later because they, the poor guy hit his, I mean, he's in pain. We're seeing that he's getting tortured because he knows where the black diamond is and Joe and and he's getting tortured by Joker to give it up. And then of course he, he gives it up and then meets his untimely death uh, via a very, uh, nice dose of Joker gas. And then his body's found later on in which they even say of, you know, like he wasn't there like a injury in his back or something like that. Shoulders like, were dislocated. Yeah. Something was dislocated. So it's not like he was and And that's just part of the progression of the story there too. We're introduced to this guy in a bar or like we're introduced. Batman is trying to track down the Joker. Then we get this guy. Then we follow this guy to the Joker's hideout. And then the Joker's goons dispose of his body. Meanwhile, we just see a woman. It seems almost like the beginning of die hard <laughs> or no lethal weapon, <laughs> lethal, sorry, weapon. lethal weapon, not die hard. A, a woman's just standing out on the ledge. And, and then she, I don't know if she jumps herself or if she slipped. It's um, kind of, a, it's she's out there saying she's open. going to jump. And then whether or not she actually takes the action to jump or she slips while she is out there threatening to jump. We don't quite okay. know. And Batman comes in and just swoops her up in his arms. So you almost think of, and it's like, it's only like a page, like two pages. And you see this like, well, what's this got to do with anything? And then up right after he saves her, he looks down at the train that's passing by. What the devil? What the devil? And there's the body there's that, that the goons got the rid body. of. Put him on a ride to get him on the other side of the city. Connecting. Okay, now we're we're piecing this stuff together, and that's what I mean. I I think this, no, the, this isn't 
the long Halloween. This isn't year no. one. This isn't Dark no. Knight Returns, but it's like, oh, okay. Well, there's you're connecting all the pieces. Cool. It's a story fun keep story going. that yeah. really moves, you know? It's got mm-hmm. a fluidity to the way it tells the story. You start here, and this is the thing that happens next. And after that, this is the thing. And because that happens, away we go. And I, when I was a kid, um, mm-hmm. you know, I was young and I could read, but I probably wasn't like, you know, certainly not the level of reader I am today. Uh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I was like, I thought for sure this uh, poor woman that was, you know, at her end um, that, that Batman saves. I thought for sure that was Vicki Vale because I knew she was very attractive <laughs> yeah. and she had long blonde hair and kind of this party dress on. I was like, why is she Vicky Vale on the- in Batman 89? So she that's did just what she wears, right? Yep. And of course you get like the other thing that's great from nineties Batman comics is there's just always a giant yellow full moon with bats flying yeah. in front of it. Like that's just God bless them. God, it's so good. <laughs> looks so just a delight. It, just, oh, it looks great. Um, I mean the action sequence with I mean this is our our first taste of it going bonkers. Oh yeah, is the dra- the dragon the demon dragon? I you know Eclipso itself we could say then right? I like demon dragon the double D if if you will. Sure, just great. <laughs> like it's 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 crazy. It's classic Gotham though. Am I right? Yeah, well, and then again, as as a kid, I remember being like, what's going on with Batman? Because I s- assumed this creature is kind of bat-like, right? It's got the big wings, um, has the the um, horn-like ears on the top of the head, and flies in front of the aforementioned giant yellow full moon that makes mm-hmm. kind of a bat symbol. And he's like swooping down on cars and grabbing with his claws and f- like flipping and flying them away. And in sort of like an old school, you know, like 40s Batman moment or late 30s, um, the driver of the car, the man we've been following, um, the goon Batman was kind of tracking down, um, you know, dies. Uh, Mm -hmm. The car gets like flipped away and Batman's like, well, there's nothing I can do for this. I can't remember what he says. He's like, there's nothing I can do for this lost soul or something like that. But it was like one of those. Remember when you're... um, when you read like really old school Batman issues, like even after he stopped killing people, it was sort of like a fitting end, you know, <laughs> like just a little <laughs> bit, just a little bit rough there, Bruce. Why don't you? Nothing I can do for those poor devils. That that's exactly it. Let me fire my laser proton gun at the Eclipso. Fortunately, well, like... I'm still carrying that solar flashlight. Bruce Gordon. There he is. Gave me solar energy is the only thing that can destroy an Eclipso. Nothing like a little, uh, yeah, uh, information drop <laughs> when yeah. when the when the when the writers write in a comic book. Where's the spot we're going to get Batman to tell us how things work? But backstory: Bruce Gordon was Thank a heavens uh, for Bruce Gordon. <laughs> yeah, he's a scientist who uh, was trying to develop solar power, studied the power of the sun. You know, pretty inconvenient if your alter ego or other side is a you know a darkness demon. But you know, that's yeah. how these things go. Laura, another I, reason why I, I thought um, this would be a, a nice little book for Halloween talk. The mm-hmm. Wax Museum. Did you notice? Oh, yeah. The like kind of universal monster uh, backdrop 
of of when they're when they're going into the wax museum and you see Dracula, I think you see what I assume to be King Kong, which I don't always I wouldn't associate with like the rest of classic movie monsters. But you get a werewolf, you get a mummy, the whole deal. Yeah, it looks great, and then like, yeah, all that's cool. It's good Frankenstein. Stuff. Now I'm scared. See the visuals. The visuals definitely made it spooky season material. <laughs> But yeah, I yeah that sounds good of like a, a King Kong. I mean, holding holding a woman in his hand, it's counts for me. I I do love the. I don't know where it came from, but the I mean, it's doing the Frankenstein arms out. <laughs> right. Uh, yeah. It, you know what? I'll allow it, Garrett. And then the torture chamber is scary. There's skulls and bones hanging. Yeah. Skeletons and then hanging from chains. Literally, literally gets tortured. It's real. Oh, it's wow. real. Uh, let's talk about the bonkers part of this, though. Oh, man. Where is they that, really all this said, is only let's the build up. Let's do this. Joker has the black diamond in his hand. He crushes that shit and he sniffs it and he goes full on Arkham Asylum Bane. Oh, I didn't <laughs> think of I didn't pull that together. I don't know all the, how all these years I wouldn't have said. Oh yeah, when he goes, and, when he gets on the Venom in Arkham Asylum, it's kind of very, very similar. Good pull, Ryan. And then Batman says, "All right." So then he crushes it too, and then yeah. Batman just <laughs> blows up himself. And I thought this shit just got real. Yeah, here well, we you know go. he had a solar power flashlight, which should be able to take out these Eclipso creatures. It 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 ends up in the larger crossover that like Earth's heroes get these solar powered weapons, and there's this big showdown. Okay. Um, but Batman gets his you know super solar powered flashlight like blown to bits. So the only thing mm-hmm. left for him to do to stop this creature is he's got to get he's got to get you know demon monstered out too, and you know <laughs> then it's then it's then it's the battle royale. And I love to do a full page of Batman on top of Joker, just tearing up the world. Uh, and somehow in the mid, Oh yeah. Take telephone poles and beat the hell out of each other with it. And then, uh, I mean, a ventriloquist club. I never knew that ventriloquist ever had a club. I didn't, um, not something I Joker- was known flies into the neon light and gets zapped. Yeah, that's, that's great. Uh, and then it gets, well, if you see it, they do mess up a little bit because the panel right before that Batman's already starting to lose like his shirt and everything. But then you turn the, you turn the page or two pages later, it's a full suited Batman and he's fine. Um, not a big deal, but then I laugh because then Batman's got his full shirt on. And then all of a sudden it's like, he said to hell with this top. I need to. I need to show my my new muscles. Yeah, yeah. The, you know, I'm He's a gladiator. A, I'm a giant <laughs> demon monster, and I want to show off these abs. Yeah, and it's. I mean, he went full powers, and he's got <laughs> he's got part of the railroad uh, track, and he's just like doing like ready for a javelin throw, and that's just sort of like what a good blockbuster kind of fight that's you know illustrated here and. It's I don't know. It's not it's not top 50 Batman fights, you know, but it is just kind of fun. It's just monsters. It's 
it's monsters that just so happen to be like some of my favorite characters in all of fiction. Like, right. Right. And it, it's fun for me. I don't, I don't care. It's, it's, it's a good time. It is a good time. And, and I think what's really kind of fun for me and what kind of brings it back to earth and makes it a little bit more, you know, Batman than just two big monsters beating the heck out of each other for the last mm-hmm. six, seven, eight pages of the book is that they're, they're equally matched. They're really having a hard time taking each other out because they both have the power of Eclipso. And as I said before, you know, you want to say it. They have the power. Uh, they have the power. <laughs> Different hero. Go ahead. Sorry. Um, <laughs> no. So the way so the way this is is um, the way this works in the story is whoever uses that black diamond, um, either Eclipso acts on their behalf or the power of Eclipso like means that the object of their anger will meet their vengeful end, right? But if Batman yeah. and Joker are both using this, they're both equally matched. They're, they essentially both have the power of Eclipse, so they cannot take each other out. But that's not Batman's point. He's not trying to use the power of Eclipse to kill Joker. He is trying to have an evenly matched fight that drags on long enough for the sun to come up. Because like we said, this is a shadow vengeance demon beast monster. So when the sun comes up, they both revert back to their own shape. And it was Batman's you know, wicked smart plan from the beginning. Mm-hmm. Outlast, sun comes up, I'm the big winner. Go Batman. Sometimes dialogue definitely it makes me laugh of how imagine Joker and Batman are both behemoths. They're duking it out. And then they both say, The sun! No! No! And, and then they're back to their normal selves. <laughs> shared speech bubbles. Yeah. Ah, perfect. Um and and how quickly you turn the page and yep. Resolution. Resolution happens quick. What more do you need than a full page? You know, now it's not Batman swinging in front of a big giant, you know, full moon. Now it's Batman swinging in front of the the newly risen sun, grabbing Joker by the collar, saying, let's get you to Arkham or whatever. Time to go home. Come on, Joker. It's time to go home. The Darkness Within continues in Adventures of Superman Annual Number 4, now on sale. And the exciting Eclipso saga concludes next week in Eclipso, The Darkness Within Number 2. Well, thank you, DC. Jeepers. Gosh, golly. That's fun. What a a time to be alive. Ah. I kind of wish I was (laughs) older so I could have appreciated it more. Because the other thing in this issue is like the subscription page Mm -hmm. the advertisement Mm -hmm. for you to you know subscribe to get dc comics in the mail i mean you get like three titles what a bargain what was it for like you get like three different titles for like 40 dollars for the whole year come on mail to your home (laughs) and you can't get deals like that today not not with the current inflation rates ryan absolutely not no this was uh, this was a bargain. We didn't know how nice we had it in the nineties, and yeah, I wasn't making any money because at this time I was just six. a wee boy. Yeah, yeah. Mom, my parents didn't throw me out in the fields at dusk until until uh, seven. So, oh, that's good. That's good. Yeah, that's thoughtful um, of them. A little bit. 
man, I, like I was looking at that, and it's funny when I do look at some back issues stuff, and I come across something like this, and it's like, gee, now which ones would I have taken? Oh, always. Bat- Bat- Batman Detective Comics. Oh man, but the Batman Adventures are in there too. Ooh, and it's it because I create my own level of stress in this non-existent problem. <laughs> no. Like, it's not an actual <laughs> challenge. No one is forcing you to ask yourself that question. But I just be like, I don't know. I got to, like, start a lawn mowing business or, like, I don't know, vacuum the older neighbor's house because I can't pass up uh, Superman or Superman the Man of Steel. Um, Batman Shadow of the Bat. That was, like, an older kid book. I remember, like, that wasn't one that – it was almost, like, too creepy for me when we were little. I probably could have passed that one up. But, yeah, Detective those, Batman, those Batman covers. Adventures. Those covers uh, were were scary shit. I, I think the one that they had, because it, it might have been during Nightfall, that had, I think it was Scarecrow on it. And they, yeah. like, he was creeping over and kind of like, eh, on Batman, who was laying down on a on a bed. Terrified me, but I, I loved it. This would have creeped me out, but this cover, it definitely would have creeped me the F out as a youngster. Yeah, it's it, it really does play off of that. Um the the uh, famous here's johnny scene from the shining and what was the other one the the um oh the nes cover the game cover we Mm -hmm. talked about too yeah it's just a great joker image the bright red burning eyes and the green eyebrows the maniacal grin and hair it's it's a very i think cover and interior art for this book are just really stylized so the pencils were done by vincent uh, girano and he was a comic book artist that worked with DC for a while in the nineties, um, had, you know, some, some good success and then decided he, I believe he wanted to become more of a fine artist and, um, has become a very successful, uh, painter, mm. like particularly like very realistic paintings and hasn't worked in comic books, you know, for like 30 plus years at oh, least. That's too bad. So you saying that, and that's where, I'm a big fan of digital. It's convenient. Uh, sure. It looks so pretty on these on these screens. But like holding this physical issue in my hand and then looking at even I mean the opening page, but then you go to the next or the next page and it's close ups on the on the guy's face and stuff like that. And it's just like in the coloring and, and all of that and the, the paper quality, it's so so much different. And I just think better than digitally because stuff gets recolored digitally uh, and it just doesn't have that same kind of effect. So it's the smallest and nerdiest kind of thing. But I mean, that's just where I think that's where physical can just win. Yeah. And I think paper type goes a long way for me. I love more of this just sort of standard newspaper type print, you know, glossy pages are nice and the images, you know, with the with the modern art style can really pop but there's something about you know having you know what i would kind of think of as like pre jim lee influenced art with just uh with just your standard newspaper that the the look and feel works so well together it's not overly fash- flashy uh it's still mm-hmm. beautiful and detailed and cool but it's got you know this old school nostalgic look for me it's that's that's really right up my alley. Right up your alley. Excellent. Gary, let's hop into some favorites. Yeah. Yeah, let's do it. 
What was your favorite part of By Darkness Possessed? You know, favorite parts probably changed because I've had this one over the years and it's it's just a book that I've revisited a number of times. Um, but my favorite part is the it's the first time we get a larger shot of the Joker. So mm-hmm. um, his goons are, are pulling in the cop that he's going to be looking for information from on the whereabouts of the Eclipso Diamond. And I mentioned it. You see Joker sitting on an enormous <laughs> pile of cash um, in this torture dungeon room with, you know, holding a skull like something out of Hamlet. Right. Yeah. And skeletons hanging from the ceiling. And I just be like, you know, as a kid, this was not the Joker I was familiar with. Right. This isn't. Mm-hmm. This wasn't even Jack Nicholson level Joker. This was, you know, certainly not Cesar Romero Joker. This is on a whole different level. Um, mm-hmm. So I thought that that opening view of him, and then watching like the 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 sadistic nature nature of the Joker torturing this guy to get the information, pushing the edge, pushing the edge, and then once he gets it, boom! I'm going to hit you with the Joker toxin. And this might have been quite frankly, besides kind of the in comic book form, my real exposure to Joker utilizing the joke and Joker toxin to give someone that like Richter grin and, um, you know, take them out of business. So that, I mean, that's, that's a, that's a part that really stands out as like, oh, I think they did this sure. really well. Yeah. Done really well. Not my favorite Joker design. I don't think. No, um, it's a little car. It's a little bit even more cartoonish than the than the rest of the art style. But I think yeah. it works. As I say, it works because it's all the characteristics of the Joker are present for everything mm. that you just said and the, how the scene plays out and what he does and everything. It's like that's so yeah. spot on Joker that it's it's not bothersome to me. Of it's just oh yeah, as the design goes, eh, probably not my favorite, but. I think my favorite part is the opening. I love, I love Batman's taking down of Johnny Manzoni, right? And the interrogation, and it's just it's something. It's simple, but it's like that's Batman, his uh, toying with the guy and dropping him from the roof, but prevents him from actually getting hurt. Pulls him up as soon as he gets the information he needs, and then he says, and I couldn't help but think of my own outro. He says, "Spread the word." At the bottom. In the word is. He didn't say it, but you know he was thinking it. Yeah. The guy thought that. Johnny thought that. For what sure. Panic. He's like, panic. I'm pan- I am panicked, sir. Don't worry. <laughs> I'm definitely panicked. I'm already the there. And yes, I I started to stink, and it wasn't because of the garbage. Uh, <laughs> I can only panic what? so hard. <laughs> What's your favorite panel? Uh, I really think it's, I think I mentioned it. I, I know I did. Um, it is Batman swooping in to save uh, Marcy is her name. Um, I just think it's, it's just like pure nineties comic book yeah. Batman. You have the bats all a flutter around them. You have the giant yellow moon in the background. You very scantily clad, very um, shapely, yeah. beautiful woman, which is, you know, Hallmark of 90, like, you know, long, like, you you know, you know the image. Of yeah, yeah. And then just jacked Batman. This Batman yeah. is shredded and built. And, you know, you see every single, you know, ab and oblique. 
and just like, you know, grabbing her with the bat rope. All right, I've got you. It's yeah. it really doesn't have that much to do with the story, but I think it's it's a gorgeous like splash, you know, full page. There's a separate panel, but um this could be a poster on some dork's wall in the 90s you know i'd, I'd have oh, yeah. this thing hung up in my office now if they had a print of it someplace i think it's a great great panel and, great full I page mean, panel. shout out to a guy uh we both know peter arvera uh yellow oval yellow oval kind of front yep. and center yeah it's like right, right there, there. That's... It's, and that's what i mean it's it, i think this is for for an artist that didn't do a ton of batman when mm-hmm. i think of like if you showed me, you know, a whole list of panels or full pages and said, pick out like sort of archetypical 90s, early 90s mm-hmm. Batman, this this would be one of the ones I select. Yeah, we know that's what Marcy's really looking at. Oh, yeah. She's like, by golly, look at that. Look at that oval. oval. Mine isn't too far off. That's a great image for sure. But mine is uh, when the, the bus that goes off the off the bridge. It's a great one. Um we got Batman diving, yep, diving into the water. But I mean, there it is again: yellow moon, bats flying, Batman coming at you. Image jumping Fist off the building. Right in your I face. Think, yeah, that's just a. I just that's freaking Batman, and that's so '90s Batman too. For everything yet again that you just said, minus the woman, it's just him solo. Like I can just I can picture this and think, oh yeah, there's definitely covers that were similar to this. There were promotional images that were, you know. Yep that were drawings like this and stuff. And that's, that's classic Batman to me. Uh, would you like to see this? <laughs> would you like to see this animated somehow? <laughs> I, yeah, yeah, I mean, sure. You sure? If, <laughs> if you're going to do, um, you know, if they wanted to have like monstrous stories of the Batman or a title that doesn't suck and have it be like 15 minute, you know, stories and maybe a, package six or seven of them together like that'd be cool like i think if you could do something that that sort of really calls back to 90s uh early 90s batman art style i think it's a i think it's a fun story you know you could probably find a way to make the eclipse of the darkness within you know larger story into an animated movie more easily than trying to adapt this specifically but if you put like Gosh, I don't know. The new Batman series we're getting seems like it wouldn't be the right place for something like this. But this could be like a 22 minute, you know, TV episode or it could be a 15 minute, you know, um, entry in a collection of like monster themed Batman (laughs) stories. I think that could be cool. They did that three movie Batman Unlimited series and one was called Monster Mayhem. Oh, that's right. I guess that was aimed at kids. And I really highly doubt and something aimed at kids, you would have uh, people huffing anything yeah so i don't know what how they would change it and whatnot um this kind of reminded me too of remember the in the first crossover in the rebirth era of night of the monster men which is i think just terrible yeah uh, it's not a good this one. was done so much this was done so much better uh, and i'm just thinking one issue but i mean batman and joker turned into monsters and it worked out much better than batman and company fighting these monsters that were it wasn't that great but uh I don't know how they could. It could be a totally bonkers animated episode. Uh, but I mean, even then it would be risky. I think Yeah, it could end up being like, oh, yeah, that's the one episode we don't talk about. 
Yeah. So I, it'd have to be an episode, not a whole movie. I wouldn't want to see a whole hour and 15 minute movie no, of this. There's not um, enough there. No. So it would have to be the 20 something minute episode. And I just, I don't know. I have good feelings about this one singular issue. I think I'm happy just leaving it. Sometimes leaving it it's like, <laughs> I rarely have this experience, but you know, you, you go out to eat or go over to a friend's house for dinner or something. And, you, you eat a good amount of food and you say to yourself, you know, I probably could eat more of this. I don't know that I need you. I think I'm satisfied right now. I typically oh. don't make that decision. I but... was going to say that usually doesn't happen with me, <laughs> yeah, but I, know. I like to think it does. But the, if that ever were to happen, right? But I think this mm-hmm. is an example of like, this is good. I enjoyed it. I don't know that I need a ton more of it, but I like this. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, Mr. Grav, before we we sign off, do you have any final thoughts about Batman by Darkness Possessed? Uh, no, I would encourage people to check it out. It's I think, you know, you found it for four bucks. I've seen yeah. it for a couple bucks before. It's I just love picking up some of these old back issue comics, you know, for the stories themselves, especially when they're sort of of their era. A lot of times we we talk about Batman comic books that are timeless, and that's cool. That's that's totally rad. I think there's a ton. Obviously, those are the classics that we'll be reading for. People will be reading for 100 years. People will talk about the long Halloween 100 years from now. I have no they doubt. They better be. Right. But there is something special about comic book issues that really tell you when they were made, what era they're from. You know, you can visually uh, notice it. The story kind of lets you know it. They're they're of their era, and then you get like the cool ads or the mail away um, offers. Um, I think the last page on this is a is a um, advertisement for Batman uh, four eighty six, which was kind of like the 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 kickoff to Nightfall, like the proto Nightfall issue. It maybe happened three or four issues before Nightfall actually started, um, but like that's just. It's just great. So if you have a chance to go out and pick it up, you know, do it. I don't think you'll be disappointed. It's a bit of a different Batman story, but there's so much good stuff in there that you, you'll have a fun time. Trust me. Uh, echo everything that my fellow Midwesterner just said. And yeah, I think that's key is what how you just end, ended it. Of It's it's just a fun issue. Uh, you're not expect you don't expect for it to change your life or be the definitive Batman tale or anything. It's just a fun 90s throwback issue. That, uh, I don't know, d- depends on how you feel at, by the end of it. If you want to try and track down the rest of the storyline or d- if you're just good with this, uh, it's a it's a fun time. Absolutely. Good old Batman Eclipse of the Darkness Within by Darkness Possessed Batman Annual number 16 in 1992. <laughs> Woo! Uh, so Mr. Grab, thanks. Thank you again so much for coming back and grabbing such an off the wall way out there issue that the you know, the, the stars aligned cause it was there in yeah. my back issue. A, a nearly 30 year old book was waiting in the back was, issue bin. Just one it was meant to be. It was, uh, the grade was a 9.2. Wow. So, how about that? Yeah. I think the label's a little off though. It says Azrael as Batman intro Geist to the twilight man. Yeah, that's not that is, Batman annual not, number 16. That's not what happened in this book. <laughs> yeah, that, not at all. Uh, cool. So, uh, Mr. Greb, if people don't 
know where to follow you or uh, hear your other thoughts or anything like that, why don't you just plug away? Oh, sure. I would love to. Uh, if you would like to hear me talk about Batman more, you can do it. Good news. Uh, over at the Batman on Film podcast. Uh, you can love to uh, have you listen to me there. If you have any show suggestions or feedback, you can interact with me on on that, those subjects, Batman-related subjects, but also uh, the Minnesota Vikings, fantasy football, uh, He-Man and the Masters of the Universe, uh, talking about my kids, making up silly songs on guitar, uh, <laughs> all of that and more over at my Twitter account. That's at Garrett Wato, G-A-R-R-E-T-W-A-T-O, as well as over on the Batman on Film website where you can find my comic book and movie reviews, Go check those out. Read away if you'd be so pleased. Uh, yeah, and otherwise, you know, show up for my my appearances every couple months over on this show. If, if Ryan has me back, you can hear me here again at some point. Uh, the the big old M signal will shine bright, and uh, as, as long as you accept the invitation, respond. Sure. I don't know. respond. Yeah. How about I try not to be so clever, Garrett? You're invited back. Cool. There we go. I'll take off my shoes when I walk <laughs> in the just... front door, just like we do in the Midwest. Yes, that's we're not animals. No. Okay. We have manners. Yeah. I'll bring a uh, hot dish. <laughs> like I said at the top of the show, you can follow uh, the Batman Book Club on the Batman Podcast Network. You can also do it on Twitter at the Batman BC, also Instagram at the Batman BC for latest episode drops, upcoming episodes, and sometimes even some giveaways. You can follow me on Twitter if you so desire at Lauer underscore Ryan Lauer spelled like lower. If you'd like to write into the show, because who knows, may start reading uh, a question or two in future episodes. You can do so anything Batman at all at the Batman BC at gmail.com. Also, like I said, at the top of the show, if you would like to support the show, um, help keep them lights on in the Wayne Manor study. You can do so at patreon.com slash the Batman BC. If you'd like to support the show and wear some merchandise, can visit the tea public store which has t-shirts uh which actually some people just bought some stuff today thank you so much uh stickers hoodies onesies for your little ones anything like that it's on the tea public store the shop is in the the link on the twitter page but if you would like to support the show and you don't want to spend any money at all that is 100 a-okay the best way that you can help the show is giving it a rate and review on apple Podcasts page the link to that page is in the description of this episode. The more reviews we get, the more it helps spread the word. And as we all know, the word is panic. Panic. So, for Mr. Garrett Grab, I am Ryan Lauer. And until next time, we run at Comics. <laughs> <laughs>